don't know. I don't know if I can move on. You know, I, 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 I can't forget any of them. Dean, I still think about Jessica. I, I can't just let that go. No, man, that's not what I'm talking about. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I know. But what I'm saying is that I don't feel free. What we've done, what we've lost, right now, that is what I'm feeling. And, and sometimes it's... Sometimes it's like I, 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 I can't even breathe. Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Moser. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where we talk about the last season of Supernatural. Chris, this is the last time we'll have an episode four. Whoa, wow. Don't say it like that. Yeah, right? And that's, big, that's, that's a big deal, huh? That's painful. It's painful. Uh, we're back with more season 15 coverage. Uh, quickly, just to get some out, out admin out of the way, uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Monster of the Week. We love you if you're doing that now. We'll love you if you do it in the future. Uh, we love you if you've never done it in the past. 
Uh, we released the Torn video. So if you've been digging the Torn theme song that we've been using for this season, there's now a music video. You can go to youtube.com slash Monster of the Week podcast. Some of your finest work yet, Jeremy. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you saying that. It was a large amount of work. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I saved, paid off. I saved multiple versions of it, and it's hilarious how much it changed throughout um, as mm-hmm. these things do. But yeah, there was some really awful stuff that I was putting together at the beginning. Um, and thank you to everybody reaching out for us to us on social media. Okay. That catches okay. us up. Chris, are you doing okay today? I'm doing okay. Don't answer. We I'm don't here. have time. We're going into Supernatural. I'm sorry. We don't have time to talk about you anymore. Just Supernatural. Yeah, this, is not, this isn't about me. Uh, this is about the fact that I forgot to write a road so far. So I'm just going to wing okay. it. Do it. Last time on Supernatural. The boys thought that they stopped the final apocalypse. But it took the sacrifice of Rowena to get there. Now, they're free. They're loose. They're, they're, ready to, they're ready to live their lives, hunt under their own rules. Uh, but it's come at a cost. And everybody is uh, pretty worn down. And on top of everything else, Dean and Castiel have broken up. Um, Castiel has left the bunker, and um, Dean's pretending like he doesn't care. It's a clear sign that this is a breakup. This is season 15, episode 4. Atomic- Sam doesn't even know. Sam, Sam is, does not know. <laughs> I fully expected Sam to have, like, Sam and Dean to have the conversation where Dean would be like, hey, I broke up with my boyfriend, and Sam would be it's like... It's actually kind of oh. weird that they don't, but I guess we, Sam's got too much... She's in his feelings. Sam's we don't even feelings. get We don't even get a where's cast. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, just, it's not even a, a check-in. We're like, oh, he's a you know he's working a case down in Texas or, you know, or whatever. Some friend you are, Sam. Jesus Christ. Or maybe, maybe there is, like, a, a Hunter's social media thing, and, like... Sam and Castiel are like talking on the side. Sam's like, doing yeah, maybe his best. they're in touch. Maybe they're, we you don't gotta, know. I mean, imagine the DMs. Like, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta forgive him. He's he he gets real mad and angry. He lashes out. You know that about him. But he's you know just forgive him and come back and everything. A bit. Castiel's like, I, no, absolutely not, not again. I'm not gonna let him talk to me that way. Like a whole thing, right? The whole thing. Uh, season fifteen, episode four, <laughs> Atomic Monsters, <laughs> written by Davy Perez, directed by Jensen Ackles. This came out on November seventh, twenty nineteen. Square in between your birthday and mine. Am I right on that? Ooh, you're eleven four. Or yeah, 11, eight? I think so. You're eleven. I'm eight. You're eight. So it's right before your birthday. My bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Jensen Ackles directs. Sam and Dean investigate this mysterious death of a girl and the disappearance. What the hell? And the disappearance of another. You put a little flavor on that one. I got. I don't know what <laughs> what happens whenever I try to do any kind of emphasis at all. I just spiral uncontrollably into weird accents. All right. What is this one sentence like? The summary. That's it. That's the I don't whole know. thing. Weird summary. Kind of a weird episode. I did like this episode. Um, but it, it was it was just a little strange. I couldn't I couldn't ever quite get my bearings. It's like at any point it could have turned and I could have hated it. You know. But I did end up like. I uh I think it's overall it's good. I uh I kind of called. In my head, I mean, I'm, you know, Clue Master. I'm wearing my Clue Master letter jacket over here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's weird that I have a jacket that says CM and it's not Christopher Mosher. It just stands for yeah. Clue Master. It's Let me get of, one of those. Kind of constantly, <laughs> my Clue Master shirt is raising a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I thought like this was overall good. I called the the the, the, the twist. I guess like right in the mm-hmm. middle of it. Um, I just like and after that, it just felt like a lot of work to get the episode there. Um, so like there's a, like the second half of this episode almost is outside of the Chuck and Becky stuff. I think it's just like a normal supernatural episode with a little clever twist. Uh, and I just didn't care about it at all. Yeah. It's incredibly normal. I guess I was, um, more interested seeing some of the, the brother stuff come out a little bit, not brother drama, but they, we, we got a little bit, we got to see what they're kind of, where they're at right now a little bit with this one, which, which I appreciated. Um, 
you know, I didn't even realize it was uh, Jensen Ackles' episode until uh, afterwards. But um, I think he did a pretty good job. The opening is definitely striking. I started off with the cold open very worried that we were doing another alternate universe thing. Um, I don't mind those, certainly, but we've done it a lot. Um, so I was I was picturing like Apocalypse World from like season four, season five, when, when they time travel to whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I was picturing that, but we're in the bunker. Dean's got like a scarf on and a beard, and he's like Jason boarding his way through the bunker, fighting just a bunch of guys. We don't know what's up. There's red light everywhere. It looks very cool. Um, intense action scenes. He rolls up into a room and Benny is there. Yep. Um, for like one second and then he dies. Uh, and we don't see Sam the whole time. So here I am wondering what the hell's going on with Sam. Uh, then finally, you know, the two meet each other and you realize that they're on opposing sides here. Uh, and I immediately thought, oh, that's Lucifer Sam because the way that Jared always plays mm-hmm. Lucifer is way different than like the way that the other actors have played Lucifer. So I was like, oh shit, that's Lucifer. What the fuck is going on here? Why do they bring him back? Is this another universe thing? But then we realized, no, this isn't Lucifer. This is still Sam. Yeah. He uh there's some there's some dialogue between the two of them. Uh and there's the implication that uh whatever went down at Sioux Falls. I know that there was an episode in Sioux Falls. I'm sure that that's hugely important supernatural lore that I am just completely... Was Sioux Falls where they did the Jeremy. big battle? Where they Jeremy, that's that's where Bobby lived. <laughs> that's where Jody lives and all the girls are. I mean... It's so, like the one other place besides Lawrence, Kansas. I mean, I, I just... I guess, uh, you know, maybe it was just in an episode or something and I'm just forgetting <laughs> about it. You know, like one... Super- supernatural likes to call, like to have one episode set somewhere and then they never visit uh-huh. back. So maybe I just forgot uh-huh. what happened. Um, the one episode at Bobby's house. You're right. But it's it's heavily implied that uh, Sam killed Jody and the and the, and the girls. Uh, yeah. And I was... I, I, I went to exactly what you said, which was that this is Lucifer Sam. And was astonished to learn that it wasn't like was really really surprised and like these and and the the, the kind of hints around this of like they were trying to stop me and I will not be stopped kind of thing very just but in in such a like detached yeah like, unaffected way not it, this is this feels less like soul of Sam and more like his portrayal of Lucifer but it's really interesting it's totally not Sam um, but then. So, you know, we're thinking this is possession or whatever. And then Dean says, Sammy, it's the demon blood. Like, this isn't you. Um, and he's, he's like, uh-uh, nah. Uh. And then we see him snap a dude's neck with his hand. He could exercise demons before, but he was never snapping human necks with his powers. No. And he had, like, telekinetic abilities. Like, he, he, yeah. he came out of a couple of closets in season four. But he didn't. That's true. He never, like, showed this kind of control with it. Uh and his eyes go, I guess, black. I had a, I had a little trouble here with the lighting because we we're in this like we're in the bunker. Uh, it's all red lighted. It's all red lights around because of the mm-hmm. like alarm or whatever. So when his eyes go black, they almost had like a a unique look to them. Like it almost looked like they had like green in them, and I couldn't tell if yeah. like that was on purpose or if that was just. Like, if, were they showing me that he's a different kind of demon, or was there just weird lighting in the CG or something? You know what I'm saying. It was a whole lot. It was a whole lot to digest, a lot yeah. to take in. Um, it's this. So the scene ends with uh, Dean begging Sam, basically, like, "Please come on, come back. Let's let's figure this out." Uh, and then we see Sam like reach up and use his powers to snap Dean's neck. And here I am thinking this whole time, this is alternate universe stuff. What's going on here? 
uh, I completely forgot about the weird vision Sam was having when he touched mm-hmm. the, the bullet hole in his shoulder. Um, so then Sam suddenly wakes up in his bed and we realize, oh shit, that was a dream. Um, and if they hadn't spent like two seasons talking about Sam's dreams being a real thing, that wouldn't be so worrying. But like, uh oh, oh shit, what's yeah. going on here? This this could be extremely bad, especially with this connection to Chuck that he has through the the bullet wound or whatever. Um, I I I also thought this was an, an alternate universe, and I was a hundred percent here for it. Uh, the idea of this Dean meeting our Dean, I think it's very hilarious because I think this <laughs> Dean is like you know. Like we saw in that episode, the end that you mentioned earlier, where you know Dean gets zapped to a future, and he finds like military Dean, like hardcore Dean, like this dude seemed evolved from that. (laughs) So like, Mm -hmm. I would love to compare this special ops Dean. Exactly, yeah. Um, (laughs) This is red pill Dean. (laughs) It's a bad joke. (laughs) It's a bad joke. Uh, Uh, But yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of glad that it was just, uh, it was just a dream. It was just a, you know, something going on in Sam's head. And I'm really curious what they're going to do with this because I, I, I can't imagine that they're going to base season 15 around like Sam is the bad guy again. Uh, not when yeah. they're doing all of this work in this specific episode to make Chuck the villain. Um, and if they do, so the man- only thing I guess spoilers for later in the episode. My only idea here is that Chuck is deciding to make Sam the yeah. bad guy. Yeah. Um, to make them fight again because that was his grand plan back in the day. Um, yeah, it'll be certainly interesting to see how this all shakes out. Uh, and then we're the main part of the episode. Uh, whenever Jensen directs, uh, it's something that I never really notice, except for like the kind of flashier scenes. So like throughout this episode, I thought everything was good, but I mm-hmm. didn't like. I wasn't like, oh man, I wasn't like blown off my feet or anything. I wonder. And now I'm thinking about it. I guess Dean doesn't do quite as much. Um, is a lot of him sort of just like hanging out, and yeah. then like a lot of Sam scenes where he's like solo interviewing somebody which from a technical standpoint totally makes sense yeah. if T- jensen's like doing a different job you know? <laughs> yeah you go you go work the case sammy i'm gonna sit here and eat my pretzels and my hot dog that i obtained from yeah. the high school cafeteria where did you get this hot dog I guess. he's just chilling dude. he's just chilling with a fucking hot dog in the middle of this dean episode was, dean was pretty entertaining in this episode um i want to talk about benny for a minute uh, they they brought yeah, back sure. Benny for five seconds, and he got one line that's like, I'm, "I'll see you on the inside, brother." And so then, I guess if this is supposed to be a premonition of something that could happen, that means that maybe we'll see Benny again. Mm-hmm. But very know. random to bring him back. It just seemed uh, it just seemed like uh, the weirdest character to bring back for this particular like fight. Um, so when I when I saw him, all I thought was just, "Oh, they're every episode we're gonna have somebody." Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. we pretty much had so far so yeah that, absolutely like we had kevin um in this episode we have becky and uh um benny and mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm guessing like every single episode is going to be like remember this person <laughs> back, back from when you yeah. like supernatural yeah uh oh, so sam arrives uh into the kitchen he's looking sam looks like shit uh dean is eating breakfast uh and is obviously concerned about sam's kind of well-being Says that he hasn't left his room in a couple of days. Uh, it looks kind of rough. You know, why don't you eat some of this bacon? It's veggie bacon. Um, there's a couple of funny lines about Dean calling himself the meat man and refusing the to meat have man. V- veggie bacon. Yeah. Sam says, like, stop calling yourself the meat man because it's not what it sounds like. And I really want to know what Sam thinks the meat man <laughs> sounds like. What is It sounds exactly what, what I think it sounds like. Um, like a guy with a lot of meat? Like, I don't, what like do we? A guy, 
<laughs> hey, he's the meat man. If if you know, you know. All right. If you know, you know. Don't fucking. Um, if you know, you know me on this. <laughs> what are we talking about? On the about? meat man, Jeremy. Does, well, that sounds like you don't know. Does he have a huge slong? Is that the joke? Is the it's, joke that the meat man has a huge the, slong? Jeremy, Jeremy, he's the meat man. Okay. I don't even. This, I'm so mad at listeners. Right you guys know. Like in the comment section, sound off if you know the meat man. Okay. Yes, if you uh, if you're listening to this and you know what the meat man is, what the way that Chris is doing, please tweet at us and say meat man. I want that tweet. Man. I want you to tweet at MOTW cast. Just meat man. We will retweet it. We'll retweet it every single fucking time. <laughs> I mean, if you tweet, if you tweet me four years from now, four years from now, <laughs> and I get the notification, if I'm still checking MOTW notifications, I will retweet your Meat Man. I dare you to test me on this. I dare you. Hashtag Meat Man. Hashtag um, Meat Man. Anyway, Dean's got a case, um, <laughs> and it's about the Meat Man. Now, yes. there's been some cattle mutilations. That and Sam's like, it doesn't sound like our kind of thing. I'm like, come on, stop, Sam. You love fucking cattle mutilations, you love, bro. You I know you stuff. do. Yeah. Um, but and then it, it has led up to now uh, a girl has been murdered. Um, local cheerleader named Susie. So Dean's like, hey, let's go check this out. Um, Dean, for his part, he is he's trying to take action the way that we've seen them both do for each other in the past. Got to get you out of your funk. Got to get back on on your feet and go hunt. That's the only solution they ever have. Not like movie night or <laughs> anything. I mean, I guess when your trauma is that deep and your problems are that big, <laughs> you know, you can't solve them with a with a rewatch of Return of the King. It just ain't gonna cut it anymore. I uh, I, w- I was gonna talk about this because it seems so incredibly fucking toxic to imagine that they they live this this in this world of this this horrible job and they they get kind of deep on like what this job is and what it means to them in, in this episode and but they they they, they derive trauma from having to do this job of protecting the truth from others uh, for, you know, having to carry the weight of all of the horrible shit in the world and keep it to themselves. And then when they can't deal with the trauma to then go, Oh, well, the only thing that can help us with this trauma is more of the job the that causes the trauma. trauma. <laughs> yeah. You just got to do more of it. So it is interesting. Toxic, they, I don't know how long it's been since they've like actively tackled this issue. Um, obviously lately they've been talking a lot about, did any of it matter because, you know, it was all part of Chuck's plan or whatever. Um, but definitely it was a bigger question or bigger subject back in the early seasons of, we got to protect the innocent people out there so they can live their normal lives. Um, we've seen a lot of the personal sacrifice and the loss and all that stuff, the interpersonal struggles that they've had, but we've seen less of the toll that just hunting naturally takes, I think. Um, does any of what I'm saying make sense? Because um, <laughs> everything they do seems personal, whether it's Jack or Lucifer oh, or whatever. Uh, it, it's like it's like they're they're close personal friends, you know. Yeah. It's, it's their circle. It's their squad. It's never like you know somebody went through some huge, uh, painful experience due to just like hunting a werewolf and saving a like a group of Boy Scouts or something. You know, it's not. Uh, it's a little different. I'm going to stop talking. Let's move on to the next scene. No, no. Well, there, there's a couple of things it, like throughout here. Like we need to talk about like when he finally convinces Sam to go. Like he just straight up tells him like, no, no, we need this. And then he walks out of the room. Sam picks up the bacon and then eats it and then immediately spits it out and says, that's not veggie bacon. And we have another reference to the meat man. Hashtag the meat man. Meat man. If you know, you know. If you know, if you, you know. know. Um, uh, Chris, is, is Sam a vegetarian? I guess he is now. Uh, well, apparently he's vegan because he was vegan bacon. Um, it does explain a lot because you you remember season four, season five. He had those gains. Yeah, he had gains. those gains. Season I'm six. not saying somebody who's vegan can't uh, get buff. Mm. This protein's protein, but 
but season five, Sam, you know, he was drinking his salad shakes, but he had gains. All right. He was eating burgers. He was eating meat. You know what I'm saying? That guy was huge. Um, so, I mean, I guess he's vegan now, according to this scene, because if there's no other reason to hmm, actually back it up, Sam could just be a health nut who doesn't want to eat bacon because it's bad for you. And we've seen that. I'm just going to assume that Sam's vegan. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I think I'm curious about it because I think it's like a important part of somebody's character, uh, to like, if they are vegan and like how he possibly deals with that throughout his daily life. And then also like, if your brother is still trying to trick you into eating real meat, like, just Sam's not having a good day. Like my GF, I'm just going to assume it's a dietary my, thing. My GF just died, D. Don't make yeah, me eat pig. Jesus Christ. Sam, but Sam doesn't give a shit about animals. Let's be real. He ran over a dog how many times? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's the only way he knows how to adopt a dog is to hit it with his car. If they hit it. <laughs> Sam, there's other ways. There's adoption agencies. You can use it more appropriate way. Okay, anyway, so they decide they're going to work this case, right? <laughs> Sam's gonna get the runs because he hasn't had real meat in too long. It's gonna affect his tummy. It's gonna, he's gonna um, have a bad time. Anyway, so they head on down to Beaverdale to work this case. The meat man's going to Beaverdale. Meat man is going um, to Beaverdale. I uh, and s- so a, a, a girl like died. Um, yeah. and R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. To any idea what her name is? I didn't write down anybody's Susie. name. Susie, it it's Susie. Susie. Okay, so R.I.P. Susie. I caught it when they were at her memorial. I was like, oh yeah, Susie. <laughs> with the with the like R.I.P. Susie memorial. Th- I was band. yeah. When they get with the the T's and P's board for Susie. Yeah, um, yeah thought, the thoughts and prayers board. Uh, so Sam Rip, is interviewing rips all over her wall. <laughs> Sam is interviewing the vice principal because the principal is way too busy to deal with this She's shit. Busy. Imagine being like the vice principal and like the FBI comes to talk to you, like. You, Maybe get, maybe not even the, the principal, not like the board yeah. of directors or like whoever. You don't pay me enough for like, this shit. I'm the vice principal. Jesus I'm the Christ. vice principal. They make uh, me. They make me do hall monitoring still. Uh, while he's finding out all the details about the victim, Susie, uh, two parents show up, worried that the memorial for the victim is going to delay the lacrosse game, uh, and because they have a scout coming to look at their kid uh and in the context of what the sh- what the twist is in this episode this is absolutely hilarious if they're so worried about the lacrosse game yeah <laughs> like your child they're is so, a vampire yeah, your child's a fucking murderous <laughs> vampire now but they're like we want him to get into a good school we just we really need this i just i think it's really like they're worried about the lacrosse team really <laughs> he's yeah. a fucking lacrosse? vampire no, no no disrespect to lacrosse but it like lacrosse like it's not even football. Yeah, it's not even <laughs> like a real. Football, you could become a fucking football. millionaire. I don't know what the situation with the cross is. Maybe there's a lucrative career path there. Um, but yeah, that's it's a they, their school spirit incarnate, and basically they're concerned that this memorial service for their son's dead girlfriend is uh, gonna take away from the the game. Yeah. And it's very very insensitive. I don't care if your son is a vampire. That's insensitive. Super insensitive. Also, this this dad, I'm confident he's been in Supernatural. A hundred percent, right? Like, I think I feel like he was in this the Christmas episode, but I don't know that that's him. I don't know. I'll have to. We'll have to look that up. He later. was one of those guys. He was one of those dudes. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, Sam like does not like the fact that these do, these parents are over here talking about this. He's getting real like because at one point she's like, "It's the end of the world." She's like, "He's like actually the end of the world is the end of the world." <laughs> it's just oh yeah, Sam's funny. odd one because he, he's had the run since they fucking left the house because <laughs> he just... had meat and his tummy can't handle it. So he's depressed about his about Rowena dying, uh, and now he's he's dehydrated as all hell from the runs. Yep, uh-huh. and I was gonna deal with these people. He is in a mood. Nothing nothing makes you feel great about pretending to be an FBI agent like a wad of toilet paper stuffed into your pants so you don't make a mess <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> sorry everybody he's got a diaper on underneath those slacks <laughs> and it doesn't feel good 
<laughs> Thank God make that the diapers, diapers for 47 L's. <laughs> Thank God that the diapers doesn't have to go all the way down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're like di- they're like snow pants. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like they go all the way to the ankle. <laughs> this is an awful, awful line of line of jokes. This is awful. Uh, Jesus Christ, 47 L diapers. Who would have thought? Chris, who would have thought? Um, Sam walks over to Dean, who is just sitting on the Apollo uh, eating some pretzels. Uh, but he w- had been at the coroner's office where he found a vampire fang, uh, even though the body was ripped apart, which is super strange. Um, and then we get a brief scene of another girl being kidnapped. Uh, something comes out of the woods. Uh, and then we go to Sam and Dean investigating the original crime scene where they found the girl. Uh, notably, there's no blood anywhere. So they think that no um, she was killed elsewhere and then dumped over here. Uh, and then this is causes Sam to kind of think about everything. <laughs> <laughs> he, Every, he all of it it yeah. all comes all comes spilling out he starts talking about his uh how you know their job is to keep the truth away from the normies so that they can live their little white picket bits of lives um dude uh, sam like sam goes off on the normies on this one he does not like normies in this he's real fucking sick of the normies sam is just sam, fucking you done spent with a it. whole lot of time trying to be a normie all right so I, that's rich coming from you chief i just want everybody to know i'm going to interrupt this podcast i, I just got a text message from chris no no you didn't. from chris <laughs> with a joke that I, he was obviously not comfortable saying on the podcast but still wanted me to read it <laughs> Still wanted me to see it. I thought I thought it was funny, but I didn't, I didn't think it was appropriate for and, the podcast. And now for years, it's, people it's are going to be like, "It's not offensive. It's just inappropriate." People are going to be like, "What was the joke, Jeremy?" And I'll be like, "I don't even remember what you're talking about. I remember the Meat Man. I'll retweet that, you but I don't hey, I don't remember what the joke was." The Meat Man delivers, man. Um, yeah, he gets he he gets into his kind of feelings about you know what is what the what the life is. Um, yeah. And it's um, and it's it's you know you can tell he's kind of in a rough spot. It is. Uh, I don't this know. is where we've they get gone the call back and forth with this that, so, so many times. Uh, but you can see now it's like the the frustration of everything that's happened recently yeah. boiling over in this specific way now. Like I, and I think the the you know school spirit parents over there is what really set him off this time. Yes. Being like people die every day, horrible monsters are coming in, they're killing people, and we are we lose we have lost literally everything in pursuit of keeping this world safe so that these people can live normal lives and they still act like fucking assholes. I mean, they're all, they're all dickheads. We're just saving a bunch of dickheads over here. Um, then we cut away to a very happy husband, uh, getting his kids packed up in a van. They're going to go for a fishing trip and the wife walks out, uh, and it's Becky, our old fan favorite. I got a lot of questions about this where somebody do the math. So the season 15 Season seven is that when she got married to Sam? Season seven, time for a wedding. That's so correct. generously we can say it was. It's been eight years. Mm-hmm. Let's say that she met her husband the day after her Sam thing. Okay. Got pregnant nine months. Mm-hmm. Had her first child. Her son looks like he's ten years old. Really? I didn't. I didn't even. To be honest with you, I didn't even. I don't even remember. Math didn't check out. When she had two two little rugrats running around, I was like, "Listen, hold on." They, <laughs> Not enough time has passed. Okay, so let, let's maybe assume that like the older kid is is a step kid came, came with the husband, um, and the younger okay. kid is hers. Okay. Like it's a it's a, it's a nice fair. little modern family. Um, nice little modern family. I shouldn't judge. Shouldn't judge, Chris. You don't you don't know their lives really. I don't you know their lives. Not everybody puts their life on social media like you do. It's true. Not everybody starts a podcast. <laughs> talks talks about widen up toilet paper in their pants. Uh, yeah, this is Becky. The last time we saw her ankle ankle length diapers, Jeremy, was when she tried to uh, give what well, she did give a love potion to Sam and tried to get him to marry her. Uh, it's interesting 
just bring her up uh and i i'm so i'm kind of confused with it. I, I know why um but like man this seems bad <laughs> I, I, I feel a little bit better about becky this time around. i feel like they're trying to help her out a little bit they're still being kind of mean about it um the first time, the first couple times we see her, she just seems like a, an obsessive super fan, and um, she's the butt of the joke, right? Mm-hmm. The next time that we see her, it's like she's literally like poisoned Sam and like taking him against his will. It's incredibly bad stuff. This time, I looked at Becky as somebody who is still just as obsessed and just as passionate about her hobby in a healthy way. She's turned that passion into like a successful career. She writes fan fiction. Um, and has like an Etsy shop where she sells supernaturally related stuff. So I felt like she landed in a better position. She didn't stop loving supernatural at all. She didn't stop being creative about it. Um, and she was able to sort of like, you know, sort all of her stuff out and leave, lead a happy, healthy life that very much includes her passion. Yeah. And I, and I agree with all of that. Um, I just like, we're going to, so Chuck shows up and really wants to talk to, but fucking Chuck, you know? Yeah. But it's, but it's Chuck and like Chuck spends this entire episode just like running this woman down. And it's just with the, with the past that Becky has on the, on the TV show, Supernatural, like it feels, it's hard not to let those vibes come back. You know? I mean, like it's hard not to feel like it's once again, the show writer is making fun of the people that have like religiously watched the show for 15 years or that, which they, they I mean, they still it. are, even yeah. if, even if she's in a better position or, or looked at more favorably, it does seem like she's still being made fun of. Uh, so yeah, Chuck shows up. He's like, please talk to me. And she's like, absolutely not. I want nothing to do with you. And I'm like, yes, let's end L- literally it nightmare scenario. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he insists, uh, it says that he has nowhere else to go. So uh, she invites men, and we jump over to Sam and Dean, who are learning that the second girl that disappeared was also a cheerleader. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I didn't write a lot of notes about that, because we're right back she to was, Becky. <laughs> she was next in line for the cheerleader throne. Yeah, they do spend a lot of time about, like, the po- politics of these the girls. The politics of, of cheerleading. It's, like, this, the, the, the most subtle, like, misdirect that they, like, don't really spend any time on, because then they just reveal the truth. Just fucking weird. Uh but as you mentioned, Bucky's run with Becky. Bucky, wow, Becky is running yeah. an Etsy Ooh. site. Uh, she's making little supernatural dioramas that are look look actually really legit and cool. Uh, a, th- a thing that bothers me about this particular set for some reason, Chris, is that she's like, she explains number one. She explains all of the stuff that we just talked about. Like after mm-hmm. the thing with Sam, she went and got counseling. She channeled that energy, that obsessive energy into fan fiction and crafting. She found a husband. She apparently found a couple of kids. If not, it's found adopted them or stole them. We don't know exactly how the children we don't entered. Know. Sam definitely doesn't know. Sam's never going to be able to answer those questions. <laughs> um, but she's but like her whole house, she's like, I'm not obsessed. Like, I just do this as my business. But then the camera pans around and like in her sitting room, which is just a normal living room, but it's filled with <laughs> supernatural merch and posters. Yeah. It's yeah. really like I have a podcast about supernatural. Mm-hmm. I don't have this much supernatural merch in my house. I have I have hardly any. It's <laughs> <laughs> because we hate supernatural now, Chris. Remember, it's not to say I don't have a lot of merch though. My house is a garbage dump. Um, yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> Becky situation. Is, is it's it's complicated because it's two sides of of, of one coin. Mm-hmm. And that that coin is Becky. <laughs> great, great, good job, Chris. Somebody clip that for Tumblr. <laughs> that's the one that's going to get us all of the Becky Becky fans coming. Oh out. yeah, Becky fans, come on. Um, she talks about like uh, because at one point 
Chuck asked her if she's still like a fan of 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 his, like of his writing or his world, and she's like, well, you know, it's not really yours. And then tells him about all of the fan fiction that she and a bunch of other people write, and says that it's, uh, you know, it's not necessarily not every episode is with a monster. Like it can be like just them sitting around and doing laundry or whatever. A lot of people like that. And he's like, no, people really like that. And he gets real defensive about like the Leviathan specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah. which again just feels like. You know, the, the, I think the big problem. I can't which, tell. <laughs> I can't tell if the show is trying to make itself the butt of the joke. Yeah. Or again, make the fans the butt of the joke. Like this meta stuff is 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 heavily reliant on the intent behind it, and I I don't know who they're trying to make fun of. Like, are they making fun of the people that wrote the Leviathans? Like the people that used to yeah. work on Supernatural? Like, mm. are they make, trying to make fun of Chuck? Like, I don't I don't quite. It, 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 because it's so meta, like it's it's it makes it really difficult. Um. But he, he explains that, like, he fell out with Sam and Dean, and now he's low on resources, uh, that his sister rejected him, so he came to Becky to, quote-unquote, make him feel big again. Uh, and I was really happy when Becky was just like, no, fuck you, I'm not going to do that. Like, you just come yeah. over here when you need me. And, I'm not like, going to gas you up, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah, I'm not your, like, I think she says, like, I'm not your fluffer. Like, I'm not the person that's just here to, to like, make you feel a certain way. Um and finishes it off by saying, like, I don't need you. Like, I was obsessed with it. The word you created, but I do not need you. Uh, and then Chuck plays the pity card and says, you don't need me. Nobody does. In fact, I kind of hate me right now. Mm-hmm. And then they have it's, a... It's cool, Chuck. We all feel the same way. It, it's um, she ends up giving Chuck. him, like, basically a pep talk, being like, what makes you happy? Writing? Okay, then that's what you need to fucking do. Unfortunately, I think she just um, spawned the next apocalypse so whatever happens from now on folks it was becky's, it's becky's, fault. becky's fault becky did it all along if this was if this was a buck lemming, buck lemming episode it would be becky's fault oh, it would definitely be becky's fault uh it's you know I, I like this i like this thing that she says when she goes through like you know you you get you know you you don't have confidence in your writing so you stop writing and you start pulling your hair out and you know, wondering why you can't write when the only thing that that does is just breed more procrastination. Like you just need to sit down and actually write, like just do mm-hmm. the thing. Um, and I, th- and like, I'm pretty sure this is where he just runs over and gets on her laptop or is that a little bit later? That's a little bit later. Okay. Um, Never mind. which just seems very, uh, inappropriate. Rude. But, yeah. um, next, oh yeah, we got, we cut back to Dean. He just interviewed the beaver mascot. Um, while eating a hot dog. <laughs> Yep, and Dean's very impressed with this beaver mascot. He's like, "Yeah, smart kid. Like he he pays attention to what's going on around here. He got into a good school. Good for him." <laughs> um, but yeah, now we learned about like the cheer captain succession, and we think the, those were the two girls who died. So you think it has something to do with that? Mm-hmm. Um, then we go over to um, the auditorium or the the gymnasium or whatever where they have set up this memorial for the first girl, um, and her boyfriend is there. He's really sad. He's um and he's talking to some other girl who I guess now is next in line yeah. to be cheer captain. Mm-hmm. Um, she's you know there's there's some real uh Game of Thrones stuff going on here. It's so it seems. But anyway, she seems like she's flirting with him a little bit. He's really sad. Then his mom calls him out, and we realize that the mom is the school spirit mom from before who really cared about lacrosse. Yes, she's the lacrosse mom. Uh, and then uh, this girl, uh, the the last friend in the trio, uh, starts like practicing her speech that she's going to give for her super mm-hmm. duper friend, uh, Susie. I think this is Veronica. Um, and at the end, surprise, Sam and Dean are there. Uh, and Dean kind of starts fucking with her. Uh, he's like, you know, you should, you should if you're really going to, you know, squeeze all of the sympathy you can. Like you, those are the words. You, you did a really good job doing that. Like cause, she does that thing where she's like, 
I was her best friend. Mm -hmm. She mattered so much to me. I cared about her so much. This was my favorite. You know when people do that when like like a creator dies or something and somebody will make a post and it's like, yo, you got a lot of eyes and me's in that post. You sure this is really about them or is it about you? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, it's, this had that vibe 100%. Uh, absolutely. And it definitely seems like she, uh, you know... She's not. We very quickly find out that she's not like the killer or anything, but uh, she's definitely not not taking advantage of the situation. Do you want to know why she's not the killer? Tell me. She Chris. has braces. Tell me. Uh, <laughs> she has braces. I guess that's a reason not to be a vampire. Yeah, it seems like a pretty flimsy reason, though. Like you could just you, sometimes the braces, you know, they don't go on all the teeth. You know, maybe she's slipping the fangs right through. It's not. We don't. We don't know. Maybe they're a little loose. We don't know. But Sam was like, he's got the dead man's blood behind his back. Like, yep. He's ready to take this girl down. This is really um, like, it, like this scene is what makes, like you can take this completely out of context and think like, wow, what these boys do is really fucked up. Like you should, yeah. you should have a judge to approve the dead man's blood. Yeah. Like well, there should be a hunter yeah. judge before you can administer the blood. There's a Geneva convention thing going on here that we, I don't know. Because otherwise you just killed a high school student. <laughs> like you just injected yeah. dead man's blood into a high school student who has braces. And now she's, she's been poisoned and she's going to die. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But thankfully, Sam was blinded by the glint off of her braces. So, abort mission. Abort mission. Um, so she runs off. Uh, we go over to the home of the lacrosse parents. Um, the mom is yeah, yelling Susie, at, at Susie's boyfriend. I don't remember Billy. his name, Brian or Billy. something. Billy. He's yelling at his mom for some reason. Um, dad's washing blood off of his hands, and we're like, okay. What's going on here? They keep saying they want what's best for him. They're trying to like help him out. He's saying he doesn't want anything from them. Um, and then we see <laughs> after seeing the dad wash the blood off his hands, the camera kind of goes down the hallway into the garage. We see a trail of blood, and then we realize, oh shit, the second victim that was picked up, she's still alive. She's here, and she's in their garage for some reason. I uh, I don't. I've never watched or read Twilight. I vaguely know mm -hmm. that like maybe those are high school students. Is that right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Edward's a uh, like 120 year old years old high school student, but he uh -huh. was 17 when he was turned. But it's um, it's he died of um, influenza, so you know, <laughs> lame, lame death, Eddie. Um, yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> try, try, try blowing your nose next time there Eddie man one of the other guys was like oh he died during the civil war and you're like oh shit and he was like oh yeah he was in the confederacy and you go oh, oh shit fuck that guy um, you hang out with this guy I find it very hilarious that this kid like got turned into a vampire and still has to do school stuff like if he's he just yeah he's gotta go to a fucking practice dude yeah if he turned do you 17 think he's better like do do vampires in supernatural have any sort of like superpowers yeah i think they th and i guess they're like they're kind of strong right yeah yeah they're they're like stronger than average or whatever i mean most of the times they're bikers so like i just well, assume I he's great at lacrosse <laughs> uh i you know i i'm curious i just the idea of the 17 year old kid having to deal with like fucking finals and like your parents are like after you and you're like i killed my girlfriend with yeah. my teeth and yeah. drank her blood with and my, we all covered it up yeah. like i can't go back to class again mom i'm sorry <sighs> <laughs> I can't. I don't want to do math homework right now, Mom. <laughs> Mom, this is not a phase. I'm a vampire. <laughs> yeah. This shit's for life, Mom. <laughs> I'm immortal now. I am functionally immortal now. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So okay. All right. Yeah. Right. So quickly cut back to um Becky and Chuck. She gives him his little pep talk about how he needs to go write. 
Um, and then he gets so inspired that that's when he just walks over and he's like, I'm going to run on your laptop now. And I thought, rude. Also, lock your laptop, Becky. Yes. He got on there way too easy. I know he's gone, but still. Um, then we cut back to the boys and the vice principal, and they are watching the security footage. The vice principal's not there. That was a detail I added for color. Um, they're watching the security footage from the parking lot of the school, and we see that uh, the second girl got kidnapped and thrown into a car, and they get the license plate, though they aren't able to see the face of the person who grabbed her. But they get the license plate, so now they can identify who it belongs to. They're they're narrowing this down pretty quickly. At, at some point in the in the Chuck and Becky, Becky world, uh, she makes she she starts telling like she's like telling like just go write like he's like how do you know all this stuff and she says well I'm a writer too and he goes like eh, like fanfic kind of thing mm-hmm. and I once again I, I'm I'm willing to buy that they're making Chuck the villain and like right so Chuck is being a dick here like you know you can have a show that just because there's a racist in your show doesn't mean you have a racist show right like <laughs> right but at the same time like they have just done this with Becky so much so many times it just feels so familiar that I'm having a real hard time coming to terms with like it's not the show making fun of Becky right. it's 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 actually which maybe Chuck. now it it is definitely weird and I'm wondering if it's almost this intentional thing probably not where I think Chuck is about to reset things to a place where we were at in season five with Sam's dream. Oh, okay. And the, everybody being pitched against each other again. Okay. That he's like almost coming back with these like old ideas versus like the new supernatural and, and the new flow of things. I don't know if that's just too much interpretation of him just being a dick and making a shitty joke. Um, but he does seem to have this like old school attitude that we kind of haven't seen from the show's humor in a, in a little while for mm-hmm. a few seasons. It hasn't been as mean spirited, and then Chuck coming back in, of course, becoming the villain again, um, and then kind of bringing things back to how they used to be. I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm tying stuff together. Good idea. Who knows? Clue master, man. Clue master. Hey, give me that, give me that Letterman jacket, please. Uh, Sam and Dean arrive uh, to find this family kind of in the middle of a fight um, because Bob, Billy doesn't, you know, Billy's a vampire now, so he shouldn't have to listen to what his parents say. And I agree, but his parents are like, "No, we gave it all up for you." And he's like, "I never wanted you to," and I'm a vampire. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, that's pretty much the dialogue. Uh, it's the, that's the whole thing. Uh, Billy gets banished upstairs, and then Sam. I didn't get any hotter when I became a vampire. How is that possible? How <laughs> this is that is all a lie? How is that? I should have like dope hair. I'm. I, I have. Yeah. I have this haircut, Mom. You gave me My this haircut. I have a mom haircut for the rest of time. This I sucks. smell a little worse than I used to. What the hell? <laughs> what is this? Why There's only I... so much Axe ax body spray in the world. Okay, Mom. <laughs> A mom haircut for the rest of time amuses oh, me greatly. Like, I, I just imagine your mom cutting your hair, and then the next day, boom, vampire. You got that for life. Cut. You, got you that can f- only go shorter. You can only go shorter. You know. I know, and it, and then only for like a couple of days. Like it's, it's gonna grow yeah. back real fast. We don't know. We just don't know. Um. Anyway, meanwhile, just imagine a bunch uh, of vampire kids with fucking bowl cuts. Just they're just there forever. <laughs> they're gonna look like that yeah. for the rest of their hey, life. It's a medieval vampires, like the you know, like the monk look from the fifteen hundreds yeah, or whatever. Yeah. They took get turned into a vampire. Uh-huh. Fuck, you screwed. Um. Well, then we hear you know, knock, knock, knock. Um. I shook my mic too much when I did that. Sorry. It was just trying to add some sound effects. Um. Sam and Dean are at the door. They want to talk to the kid's dad. Um. They come in very quickly. Reveal. They're not FBI. They're actually here to murder him. Yep. I love the way that they just say this, too. Um, uh, and we're going to spend a lot of time going back and forth with this family because the guy is immediately like, yep, you're right. Uh, just, you know, my ki- I'm a vampire. My, ki- my kid and my wife is fine. Just let them live. I will come with you, whatever. Um, 
Sam splits off, goes to find the girl. As he's in the process of rescuing this poor girl, the mom comes in with a gun, so walks him back. So now it's kind of a little standoff. And of course, Billy shows up uh, and in the middle of all of this. And Dean starts giving like the vampire speech of like, let me guess, mm-hmm. you met some drifter in the last couple of days and blah, 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 blah. And Sam's like, wait, I don't think that that's what's going on here. Uh, and sure enough, it's revealed that the kid is the vampire. Yeah. The dad was trying to take the heat, wanted his son to play lacrosse, but cross is really big in Beaverdale. Um, but yeah, cut back over to, uh, Becky and Chuck and he's asked her to review his writing and she's like, Jesus Christ, there's nothing I'd want to do less in this world. Um, and she's like, no, it's great. You did a great she's job. A good job. It's um, fine. and she clearly just wants him to leave. Uh, she's and she's then, like, it, it's inspired me so much that I want to get back to my own things. <laughs> So, yeah. And then he's like, well, come on. Surely you have some criticism. Um, so then she gets into it and just like rips apart Supernatural. Um, but then she starts being like, you know, this isn't dangerous enough. Like the the stakes aren't high enough. Um, and suddenly he gets real serious and is like, oh, OK, you want danger? Then I then I will give you danger. What I kept expecting to happen after this was for him to change the outcome of what was happening right then and there. Me too. Although I don't necessarily know if that's something he does. Um, but yeah, I expected him to, uh, to suddenly like turn the whole family into vampires or something. Uh, and in my head, I'm thinking that's, that's too much power, but I'm like, well, he is God. I guess he can do whatever the fuck he wants. So. I, uh, I will say that this, one of the things about Chuck that I've, I really like that they have done is to make him kind of evil. We've talked about this a lot in the season 14 finale. Um, I like this, 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 his face as it goes from. Surely you have notes and I'm a helpless little idiot to I don't like that these notes that you were given me and I am God and I am, you know, feel my wrath Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. excellent. Like just fucking top tier acting. I love it. Yeah. Very, uh, very into this stuff. Um, Back over to the boys and this family. Now we reveal, okay, uh, the son is the vampire. And he talks about how, you know, they were, he was making out with his girlfriend, Susie. And that's when he lost control and he killed her. And, um, I just feel like this is like an allegory for like so many of the things that high school jocks away with just saying not to get on my soapbox. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, but just, you know, and honestly, dudes who like do horrible things. Chris, specifically, uh, anyway. specifically lacrosse players. Specifically, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, like, I mean, like, anyway, yeah, so, it is a known thing. Jesus Christ. I didn't even put that together, but you're absolutely oh right. Um, so, yeah, he, he knows that he can't control himself and he doesn't like he doesn't want to keep going on like this. He feels really bad about what he did. Um, and his parents are just wanting to keep living his normal life and cover everything up. So they literally kidnap a girl so he can just like drink her. Um, he's just using her as a blood bag. Um, the kid talks his mom down, gets her to put down the gun. Um, says he can never be normal. He can't have a normal life. He's a monster. This is definitely a reflection of things that we've seen in the past. Um, certainly an interesting line that they have drawn in certain places, like, when is a monster somebody that we kill? When is it somebody that we don't kill? This kid doesn't want to live like this. He doesn't want to have to fight these urges. He already feels so bad about what he's done that um, he's just basically like, yeah, you know, kill, kill me. Yeah, it. I, th- this I actually got kind of emotional in this scene. To be honest with you, uh, the kid. They get the musical montage is the whole thing. Yeah, it's um, and I don't, I didn't particularly like the song, but I think it it worked. Um, I think that that was Jensen Ackles singing that song. Is, it? is that is is uh radio company? I don't know. I mean, I band? didn't particularly like it either. But was, is that him? That's that was definitely his own song. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right. So okay, okay. He was okay. Well, you know, I've 
guess you get to okay. do that as a director. Okay. Uh, too bad Sam doesn't. Sam's over there like Jerry Battle is over there like I got some EDM mixes. You wanna? Can we fit those yeah. in anywhere? <laughs> we forgot DJ Sam. He's back. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this actually got me emotional. Like the kid making not necessarily the sacrifice, but making this decision of you know I'm a monster. And He's I can't turning himself it. in. You know yeah. he he says goodbye to his parents who let him go in such a way that you can tell that they, not that it matters, because we'll never see them again. You can tell that they were just really frayed at the edges. They were, they had kind of almost already accepted this outcome and they were just delaying the inevitable of, of eventually this is going to ro- go wrong and we won't be able to keep it up anymore. Um, and they just say goodbye. And yeah, we get this slow shot of, of Dean cutting his head off in the woods. This, I mean, this is fucking brutal, Chris. I, yeah. The kid is openly weeping on his knees, facing away from Dean. Um, like, you can't look at it and not think of the same scene with Jack. Just, you know, what has to be weeks before, like, just days mm-hmm. before, and, and how all that hit. Um, Sam standing to the side and, once again, just kind of having to watch, being sidelined throughout all of this stuff. Like, it, 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 was, it was really a very powerful scene. Like, I was really mm-hmm. stunned at how much the pathos that they got out of this whole thing. I, and especially where they're they're trying to talk about how they do good. Yeah. And this certainly doesn't feel good for anybody. You know, I think it, it was probably the, the necessary thing to do. He already killed somebody. He was drinking somebody else. He knows he can't control himself. Unfortunately, he's a vampire. They have to take him out. But it does not feel good anyway. I don't, it's not like I particularly like felt sorry for the kid. But yeah, the imagery and the montage and everything, it, it just makes it feel like what they're doing isn't good or easy. It's just necessary. I, yeah, dude, it just it just felt fucking brutal, um, and in a way that it just like that just, it just exactly what you're saying, just in a like needed, necessary like workmanship brutality that just mm-hmm. is is all the worse for its workmanship. You know what I'm saying? Like just mm-hmm. all the worse because San, or because Dean can just like compartmentalize this stuff and like not even have the discussion anymore of like, well, he's a good kid. Like maybe he'll be a good vampire and only feed on cows. Like they don't like, we don't even get into that, the morality of yeah. this at all. It's just no, I, I want, I'm can't control it. So I'm going to die. They're going to kill me. Um, yeah. It's dark shit. And then we cut over to fucking Becky and Chuck again. Uh, and now she's reading what he wrote again. It's basically just an ending. Uh, and she has read it. Now she says it's too dark of an ending. And he's like, no, 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 it's going to be great. People are going to love it. Uh, he starts talking about how, like, the cover of the book is just going to be a gravestone that says the Winchesters on it. Um, she, Becky calls it awful and hopeless, um, saying, like, we can't do this to Sam Dean. So, you know, as the audience, we're like, uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> shit. Fuck? Um, and then her husband comes home, and it's this is a nightmare scenario again. Uh, husband comes home, you know, walks upstairs. He's surprised to see this other man there. Um, Chuck walks up, kind of all smiles, and then he snaps his fingers, and the husband is gone. We hear the kids running around downstairs. He snaps his fingers. The kids are gone. Um, Jesus fucking Christ, Chuck. Um, he says, you know, they're not dead. They've just been sent away. And oh, yeah, by the way, I'm God. Uh, and then he snaps his fingers again. And Becky is gone. I and, and he tells her that he's. Oh, yeah. You, you said that tells her that he's God. Uh, I, you know, fucking Chuck, man. What a what a what a villain. What a villain. Yeah. What, what a, a villain. what a just a casual. It's funny like, that he keeps he keeps getting like new villain turns yeah like he's he's already like been revealed to be a villain more than once but yet he'll like (laughs) then he'll like kind of chill out and he has that kind of charismatic likable guy aspect to him um and he's helped them in the past he's been a good guy in the past and then suddenly it's the twist of the knife again and it's like oh shit this this fucker's he's evil (laughs) (laughs) um 
yeah, this is this is really like I don't know if Becky's coming back. Uh, I, I would assume so. If like he's posting up in her, like if he's turning her, um, what you call it, into a man cave, like her her, her <laughs> crafting thing into a man cave. Like this is going to be his supervillain lair or whatever. I'm sure she's going to pop back up when he needs her writing advice. Um, but yeah, I'm still I'm still kind of I'm split on this. Um, I really like the idea that they gave the character backstory to you know hey i went to go get counseling and i channeled my energy blah 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 blah, all that stuff like all that stuff is really really good i i just i think it still hits too close to home for me for the chuck like kind of Mm. casually mistreating her he shushes her a couple of times when like he's writing steals her space like invades her space i will say that that for me it that felt like a negative reflection on chuck Mm -hmm. rather than something that was intentionally disrespectful to her although i guess it is it is it's both things it's both those things um yeah, so let, let's get into the Sam and Dean stuff because that's that's the, the Sam and Dean stuff. The, uh, the you know, big heavy chat. final scene here. They're on the ride back in the car, and Sam starts talking about how you know what the parents were doing for their son, something that they would have done for Jack. They had had this, you know, had the chance. It's stuff that they've done for each other, basically, given certain uh, circumstances. Um, Dean agrees to that. By the way, he's like, "Oh yeah, Dean absolutely," agrees. but you can tell he does not agree with that whatsoever. <laughs> No, yeah, not at all. No, he's like, yeah, sure, that yeah. guy. Fucking I, I would never yeah. like. Dean is like, I would definitely never kidnap some young girl and and soak and like remove her blood to, mm, to feed yeah. Jack for Jack. No, yeah, no. for Sam. Um, I've did that. I've killed many demons for Sam. So yeah, um, and yeah, Dean starts talking about, hey, you know, we we've just we've lost too much more than anybody should ever have to lose. And there's been a lot of times where I've thought about calling it quits, cashing out, is how he says it. Um, you can tell that kind of like take Sam by surprise a little bit. Um, and do, 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 I lost my place in my notes. Um, but he says that uh, Sam is what brought him back. Yeah. Um, this season in particular, the comments that Sam made about what they do still having important, like what what we do still matters, is what Sam told him, and how you know that did pull Dean back from the edge again, and that got him motivated, something to cling to while everything was falling apart around him. You know, I really wish Sam had looked Dean in the eye right here and just been like, yeah, that's the second fucking, or like, that's the 18th time I've pulled you back from the edge. Like, (laughs) do you remember when Michael was still inside you and you were about to throw yourself at the bottom of the fucking ocean and I talked you out of that? Like, we we have gone down these paths before, Dean. Um, And and he doesn't say that, um, but he, Dean is trying to be, I think, optimistic throughout this whole conversation. He's like, you know, we're, we're free now. Like, that's his, that's his overlying point is, you know, hey, we're, Chuck is gone and now we're free and we have to do this. It hurts when we lose people, but anybody that's ever given us just an ounce of, of time or cared about us at all, we have to keep doing it for them. And he, and he lists out everybody, um, you know, there's a really interesting exchange where they're talking about the people they save or whatever. And Sam says, yeah, lucky them. And Dean way more seriously says lucky them being like, yes, they are fucking lucky because of us. They're lucky because of us. Uh, and Sam kind of like, that's when he looks over at Dean, like, Ugh. and then Dean does his speech where he, yeah, he names everybody, you know, mom, Rowena, Jack. I feel like that Jack, while well, he snuck that in, just to try to be, you know, cheer Sam up a little bit. Um, yeah, he just, he lays it all out there. It's like, these are the people that we're fighting for. These are the people who have, you know, sacrificed themselves or been sacrificed to make those other people be able to live their lives. It's, it's bringing back that, that thesis statement of saving people and hunting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that they've forgotten about, I think. Not that they don't do it. We joke about them not doing it. But it isn't that they don't work cases and they don't save people. But they don't, like, 
deal with that kind of small level like oh we re- rescued some kittens from a tree kind of thing um and this is sort of bringing that back it's like hey here's a reminder those lucky people who are annoying the shit out of you they only get to be like that because of what we do yeah absolutely uh and, and sam's response is this may be one of the best like monologues that jared has gotten on the show um for real it's 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 really heavy he talks about uh in response to dean saying you know we're finally free uh sam's like i don't i don't feel free at all like all of these mm-hmm. people rowena and jack and mom and dad and he said like, I, I, I still think about jess like i can't just mm-hmm. like let that go and dean tries to interrupt and he's like no i know i know it's not like that's not what you're saying but like i still i can't forget anybody i don't feel free and then he says and then with fucking tears in his eyes like sometimes mm-hmm. it's like i can't even breathe and Sam Winchester, I am begging you, please. I know you do not have time and you probably don't have health insurance anymore because it was a fraud from your dad to begin with, but <laughs> go talk to a counselor. <laughs> he doesn't have yeah. to believe all your shit, but please go see that shapeshifter chick. She was great. She seemed to be really helping people. <laughs> just go. I feel so bad for Sam Winchester in this scene because he's just like that. Sometimes it feels like I can't even breathe. And you know, you know that's, maybe, a, that's that's very unfortunately, very, you know, that's a relatable thing when you're feeling all that anxiety, all, oh, yeah. all that stuff weighing on you. The stuff that these both of these guys have weighing on them of just like, you can't you can't even catch your breath. And you know, he he finishes like you know maybe tomorrow, I, I, maybe I'll feel better in the morning. And you can just tell that like he just doesn't believe it. And you know, Dean, Dean feels it as well. He's like, well, you know, what if you don't feel better in the morning? And all that Sam can say to that is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like, still with those like tears in his eyes and just like, it, it's, it's funny, you know, because I really liked everything that Dean was doing in the scene. And even if he was kind of like faking it till you make it a little bit here, I thought what Dean was trying to do was cheer Sam up. And I'm like, this is a nice brother moment. They're really digging into the emotions. Nobody's being confrontational with each other. They're just, they get in there. So I expected this to have more of a positive outcome. And then it kind of rolls back. Like for a second, it seems like maybe Dean's almost going to get through to him and he's going to get him back on the right track. And then Sam's just sort of slipping back through and just saying like, I can't breathe. You know, what if I don't feel okay in the morning? Um, it's a real feeling and, and, and it's heavy and they ended on a really heavy note. This is, I mean, this is, this is a lot. And I just, I mean, we, we've talked a lot on the show about Jared doesn't get the acting opportunities that Dean does. And apparently he doesn't get the soundtrack opportunities either now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, it, this is one of those times where like, you know, you give Sam, you give Jared Paddle like he's something to do. He'll fucking come through and do it. Like this is, this is extremely powerful. And like it, it I think it probably hits close to home for a lot of people. Maybe even Jared, I know he's you know, been very active with as far as mental health concerns. Mm-hmm. I know like the idea this sometimes it's like, I can't even breathe is, I mean, I, yeah, dude, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes you feel like you can't face the world and I don't have to deal with fucking Lucifer. <laughs> like right. I, and I just, you know, I, I, I feel so bad for Sam Winchester at this moment because he's, he's trying his best and he's, I mean, this is him reaching out to Dean and, and Dean just has no fucking clue. Like, Bring, mm-hmm. go, go find somebody with that has been to one class Yeah, reaching out to dean who's also on the edge at yeah, all points yeah. in time like it's like they they're both so broken that they can't pick each other up like the same way that they used to be able to um and especially after everything that they're going through now the loss of their mom not too long ago you know last episode losing rowena sam's really broken up about that and then waking up from that dream in the morning and like 
that probably weighing on him too because he's had those you know weird flashes when he touched the wound which let's find out if we even got a band-aid on that thing yet um it's just it's interesting like is he starting to now fear that is that you know feeding into some of this depression and this worry for the future and not knowing if it's going to get better or is that you know completely unrelated it's just a tease for stuff coming up i don't know but Sam has had some bad dreams before, and they've literally they've come true. So yes, that, that's going to be kind of frightening. Literally come true. How long? How long do you have predictive psychic dreams for before you then like even after they're gone? How long does it take before you start not being afraid of every fucking dream you have? Dude, I I've 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 been in like like a, a random weird spot with dreams lately, and I uh, I don't I don't like talking about dreams. I don't like listening to people talk about their dreams, but like it's just been they've been really intense. They've been like sometimes terrifying, sometimes not, but just like really, really vivid. And if I had to like then wake up and be like, "Oh shit, is my is my psych- mm. is my psychokinetic dream power coming back, or is this just a normal dream?" I would go fucking crazy. Like I would, mm-hmm. I would just, I would lose my mind worried about it. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, you can only imagine it's weighing on him. And then so we're we're left with this this heavy duty scene between these two guys. Neither of them are on firm footing. And then we cut back over to Chuck, who's just typing away, and those bobbleheads are bobbling away on that desk, and we know, you know, trouble is brewing for the Winchester brothers. Yep, and he says, this is going to be good. Uh, shut up, Chuck. Shut up, Chuck. I, uh, I, I appreciate that they're making Chuck the villain. I don't, I don't think... I'll give the show the benefit of the doubt for being mean to, to, to Becky on this one. I... But it's really, really hard not to not to keep just thinking that oh, like we're just you know mm. t- taking pot shots to our on our fans who like fucking keep the show on air every year after it's year. It's so interesting that they are literally kept alive by their fans. Have, as far as I can tell, the closest relationship with the fan base as far as doing the photo shoots, the constant conventions. I can't think of any other thing that has that many conventions. There's like video game conventions, but those aren't like nobody's like gathering around yeah, yeah. to see the creator of a you know what i mean it's totally different i can't think of any other fandom that has that granted i'm not yeah, part of any fandom, even but... even fucking like blizzard doesn't have like 14 world of warcraft conventions every year right like right right like, so just... they, they are it's a show with a special relationship with their audience whether that's a good thing or a bad thing that's what it is and for the show to just constantly like poke fun at it i can definitely see why this would very much rub people the wrong way um and that's the episode that's the sode i uh i dug this one i Mm. i think it was good um they never explained how the kid got to be a vampire i don't think it's kind of (laughs) weird yeah i guess it's just just, he just got drifter got he got super horny and got fangs i guess Uh, it seems illegal um yeah i don't normally we don't normally talk about the outtakes in this episode but i want to make sure that people listen through on the outtakes uh we had a guest join us for the outtakes to come read Destiel fan fiction. <laughs> so it's a whole time. Um shout Written out to by Jeremy. Yeah, shout out to Katie, Nerdy Nerdy Stein and her podcast, uh making it up as we go along. But listen through to the outtakes. Uh there there'll be stuff in there for 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 Destiel fans. Um and also just people that want to talk, you know, hear me and Chris argue about something. Like we we did some of that, so we never get to do that. Yeah. Um thank you everybody who's on our Patreon over patreon.com slash monster of the week. Thank you for everybody leaving reviews and ratings and downloading episodes and and sending us TikToks and and, and DMing us stuff and all that stuff. Like, please keep it up. It means a lot to us. We love it. Uh, Chris, do you have anything that you want to talk about before we get out of here? 
Um, I had to put my pants back on, so I stepped away from the mic for a sec. Okay. But uh, otherwise, no, good episode. You know, happy to be here. <laughs> we'll be back next week with an episode that is teased by saying Richard. Oh, no, I did it again. Spate. Spate Jr. directs. Rhymes with eight. Rhymes with eight. Yeah, if you say it wrong, I hope. you're much too I hope. Late. Or does it rhyme with spite? We don't know. We don't. Chris, if, if anybody, get, nobody can get mad at me for that one because I followed Chris's. That was me. <laughs> that was Hashtag like, meat man. Hashtag meat man at MOTWcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Whoa. I already did I already did my mic check before I started recording, so this is just superfluous. Send you a quick tech. I'm in the text. I surprisingly didn't have to update Discord this time. So it looks like this look the Discord ghost haunted you on this occasion. Hello. I literally just finished installing updates. I was just uh, reflecting on that privately. (laughs) (laughs) Five updates Discord decided to install. See, yeah, last time it was me. This time it was you. Uh, I usually don't ever close Discord, but I guess once I finished the torrent video, which is the last time that I've used my computer, I was like, fuck it, close everything on this computer. My computer was super dusty, so, uh, because I haven't worked from home or recorded in the last week. Um, So I was like, all right, let me me clean this bad boy off and, and... I got some uh, some nice disinfectant wipes. I got some Ooh, um, regular. I was gonna say something else, but I just got paper towels. Um, but just you know, just did a good, did a good clean. Um, Feels good. Get, get, did you get in? Like, and then I see the sunlight hit the keyboard. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I see the sunlight hit the screen and realize, oh no, we're in Streak City now. That's Jeremy. Top five places you don't want to be. Number three is Streak City, right? Yeah, especially if, if you're on Skidmark Lane. Let's do that's the two places I like to. That get to Skidmark avoid. Lane is absolutely number two in the list of top five places I don't want to be. Um, <laughs> number three, Streak City. Number two, Skid Lane. Skidmark Lane. Skidmark what did Mark you Lane. say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, anyway, Town. so I was there, <laughs> and three. I I start di- I start rooting around under the sink. I find some some glass cleaner. Um, I don't know how old it is. Um, it's, I think it's Walmart brand. So there's just like no information given about anything that's in this bottle. Um, but I'm like, it'll be fine on screens. <laughs> it's not going to be a problem. Uh, and actually the end of the story is that yes, it was fine on screens. I'm no longer in streak city. I caught the bus and I'm back in, um, I'm, and I'm back in monitor, um, veil now. God monitor veil. Clear, clear monitor. monitor. Yep. The, we, you know, uh, monitor veil. We, uh. We we bought a fancy smoker, so we've been spending some time outside smoking. Meat. You just been ripping butts. Just been ripping butts. Uh, and the <laughs> so we're outside. Uh, it's taking longer because we messed up the temperature. So we watched like the soccer game we were going to watch while this thing was working, and then that was over with. And so it's just like, all right, time to look for something to watch on the porch. And like, we don't want to watch mm. like a show because I feel like that's pretty stupid to like watch a Ted Lasso episode while you're sitting outside yeah. in the sunlight. You don't want to get too into it when you're chilling outside. Exactly. Uh, I'm not going to watch, you know, fucking Hannibal <laughs> when it's yeah. 72 degrees outside and bright and sunny. Um, but we, we're in the ESPN app, so I'm looking around and then they had like some weird dog sport 
that was like I forget what it was called, but it was all these like Labradors and 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 Dobermans or whatever, and they were. Oh, was it? it uh, was it Airbud? No, no, dude. It was it was a legit sport. It's been it, like oh, this, it wasn't the film series Airbud. It wasn't the film. There was no basketball being played. Wow. <clears throat> well, he plays all the sports, but okay. It was a uh, and like it was a team sport. So they would let go of one dog and it would, the dog would run down this like lane and grab a tennis ball. Um, and then like, I mean, they had like a little board set up and the, and that dog would just slam into this thing so hard. I winced every time it happened, like, Ooh. and just like slam into it, turn himself around, run back the other way. And then by the time he crosses the second dog on the team goes and whoever has the sm- shortest time, but one of the dogs was named Skidmark. So the whole fucking time they're talking about Skidmark the dog, and I'm just losing my shit about it. Like, I am just constantly amused by it. This poor guy. This poor guy. Poor guy named Skidmark. But what a weird sport. Like, they had little braces on their their feet. That's adorable, but... (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) You have to brace up your feet. But they're cleats. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like dog sports, something's unethical there. I I mean, if if the dogs are having fun, I guess... But mm. they're tra- if they're trained to play a sport, they're not getting paid. You know, yeah. Some, I, something's up. They're not something's getting. Up. I mean, like, and this was it, like they they had they interviewed some old woman who was like, "We were the first team in the league in 1980, whatever." And I'm like, "So y'all been around for a while training these dogs to do this thing?" And the dogs are almost ungovernable. Like when they're not running, like there's a handler like there, and the dog is just like <laughs> going at 150 miles That's an hour. Yeah, they're they're fired up for warfare. Yeah, exactly, dude. Like they have tr- they have made these into dog soldiers, and it's horrifying. It's going against nature, something right? It's not good. It is not um, good. Yeah, it's good. It's I guess it's good to be back on the mic. It's been a while. Um, we're talking about like oh, we'll get ahead. I think we did record twice the last week that we recorded. We did. Yeah. Then work has been so crazy, and like. I can, regardless of even the, um, you know, of recording a podcast or anything, I feel like my social battery is so low mm-hmm. from having to train and do all these other responsibilities at work um, that I've just done like nothing. Like I've been coming home and I've been trying to run because I'm thinking if I'm stressed out from work, I got to do something positive. Um, so I've been doing that and I'm so out of shape. So I get back, I shower, and then I'm like, I'm not moving again <laughs> until tomorrow. I'm so fucking tired. So I sit there with basically all of the lights off, and I've just been playing a visual novel for like three hours every night. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a very weird couple of weeks. That's rough, dude. Like just, but I, I get it. I get it because like autumn was gone all last week, so I was I had the house to myself. I watched a ton of fucking horrible horror, horror movies mm. and horrible movies. Um, so ask me anything that you need. Uh, ready to start? Yeah, my any cl- any highlights? Any highlights? Um. So I watched this this movie called The Endless. Uh, so is it two brothers go to a uh, it, it, place? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So uh, uh, yeah, you said that. You, I think you texted me about it, or you said uh-huh. something about it, and it didn't occur to me until like twenty four hours later. Just out of nowhere, I was like, "Wait a second, I've seen that movie." <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's uh, I mean, two brothers they have escaped from a cult that's ten years later. They get a videotape in the mail. Uh, that's like you know the end is coming. And the two brothers talk about it, and, like, and the younger brother is like, "I just remember it being a really dope time. Like we were just in yeah. the countryside having a great time." And the, and the older brother is like, "They're they're a fucking cult, dude. They're a fucking cult. There's weird shit happening." <clears throat> that movie has a brother, really interesting twist to it. You'd like totally out of left field, but it, like it worked. So this is possibly a spoiler, but I think as it's so far removed from context that it won't affect anybody's enjoyment from the endless. If you go and watch a, another movie from the actor, so the two brothers are the writer and director, right? Um, that are, mm. and, and the actors. 
if you go watch their earlier movie, do you remember the scene in The Endless where the guy goes to the house and there's the two guys and they're trying to weed one dude off drugs? Yeah. That's a whole fucking movie that they wrote. Oh, okay. Like it th- that like the movie resolution, I think, is that story at, to an hour and a half. It also has like really cool twisty stuff to it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really like so yeah, that's that's all good. But the also, people in like the in the indie horror space aren't always going to make the best stuff. But a lot of times they they are the ones who get away with doing like interesting stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like outside of Marvel, you're not seeing too many like movie tie-ins to one another. But it's always cool when you find like a small director's work and then they tie stuff together like that. It makes it a lot more enjoyable. I think. Yeah, it's and like uh, Gary has been into a lot of the he, they've covered a lot of this for their one of their podcasts and. Uh, I asked him, I'm like, is there like a TV series? Like, do I need to know about <laughs> yeah. the guy, like the guy that works the security at the casino? Like, does he have his own like pilot? Does know. he ha- have his own agents of shield? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, no, it was just, uh, but yeah, it was worth checking out. I, I think in hindsight, I would have probably preferred watching resolution first and then watching the mm. endless because the resolution is much, much earlier. Also, like just if anybody's out there like, Oh, I'm going to go watch this movie w- immediately. Like, they they use some terminology that is not cool. Like they use the F slur and the R slur. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. randomly out of fucking nowhere. It felt really awkward and awful to be uh, honest. Another with thing you. that's interesting about the horror community is that it feels like they're like 10 years behind. Oh, with God, the so this movie's from 2012. So like they're talking <laughs> yeah. like 2002. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I just can't. Uh, it's just, it's just everything is exhausting all of the time. Um, like I, I just, I just, I just can't sometimes. It's a lot. Um, and I told, uh, speaking of low social battery, I told Katie that she could jump on this recording session. So she's in my DMs right now. Like, what do I do? I was just about to tell you a damn story. Well, tell me a story. No, I don't want to now. Oh, come on, Chris. Don't be like that. Tell me the story. Oh God, I feel like you're going to break up with me now. You're not going to ruin the, you're like a, no, I'm not breaking up with you. I was, I, I didn't know. You didn't prepare me. (laughs) I forgot to mention it to you today. What, you're going to tell me the fucking story or not? Uh, no, I'm good. What? It's not a, I don't, it's not a story. I was just going to talk about it. It doesn't matter. Okay, fine. Um, Jesus Christ, Chris. Jess also just texted me at the same time. So now I'm just. I'm throwing off my vibe. This is a I surprise th- attack. I threw you off your vibe. You know, I was really, I was just texting Jess because she's starting to do the wedding planning. Stop, stop saying that. <laughs> I kinda, Everybody dude, I fucking I speak to is like, when's the wedding? And I'm like, I'll cut you all out of my life forever. I do not care. <laughs> Leave the fuck alone. Autumn asks me every time we record. Every single never. time. The wedding is never. <laughs> You're not in this story. Yeah, well. We're making it up as we go. Welcome to Making It Up As We Go, a Destiel fan fiction anthology podcast. We're making it up as we go. I'm your host and reader, Nerdy Nerdenstein but you can call me Katie. The story is ours now. You can't have it back. Please be warned that this podcast can and will depict explicit sexual content and is not intended for young audiences. 
Hello and welcome to the outtakes. My name is Chris. My name is Jeremy. With, as always, <laughs> Jeremy and special guest. Introduce yourself, please. My name's Katie. Also, what known a weird Einstein <laughs> on AO3. Hello. I'm sorry that I did it like that. How dare you? It was good. That was good, man. You were perfect. Uh, Katie, welcome. People, people have heard your voice on this podcast before, even if they don't uh, don't know, they don't didn't know aren't aware of it because for you a whole sang fucking season. Our mm-hmm. Careless Hunters theme song uh, for season 14. And you played the saxophone, too. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually don't know who played the saxophone. That was one of Dylan's buddies, and I don't know. I didn't pay him directly, so I have no oh, idea. Oh, we don't have an is. official credit on the sax? No, no, not at all. I didn't oh, no, a... I, you know, it was me. It was me. I was, oh, okay. I, it, was <laughs> yeah, me. it was definitely Chris Mosher on the sax. Guy. We just had a sax guy. Yeah, Yeah, it was me. Is, is the saxophone your the favorite wind instrument? in middle school, so I could have helped Ooh. you out there. Wow, I played the clarinet. Yeah. Um. It didn't make me very popular. Uh, trombone is like the least sexy instrument you can have in middle school. I don't know. So. It's got it's got like a lot of like heft. Like it's you know it's a powerful instrument. It's got a lot of um. Yeah. It's imposing, and I think that there's something good about that. Yeah. My uh my guitar teacher told me that I shouldn't be taking guitar lessons because I was so bad at it. That sucks. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so if y'all ever want to know but about then, my musical was, did he abilities? Follow it up with you should be taking bass. Yeah. Lessons. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You've got rhythm for days. <laughs> Unfortunately, he said, you know, your hair is never gonna have a ponytail, so you can't be a bass player. So. Yeah. <laughs> hair is too good. Uh welcome Katie. Where Katie, you you wanted to come on to this podcast and talk about your podcast, which is yeah. a uh I wanted to snipe some of your audience, please. Yes, absolutely. And we said yes um at some point that I don't remember. And so now you're here. <laughs> yeah. Uh tell I mean, people I'm part of the podcast network so we're like family mm, that's true mm. that's very true yeah. uh tell people who, who what you do what the, what the podcast is okay. and why people should listen to it so the podcast is called making it up as we go a destiel fanfic anthology podcast and it all came about because i am a pod ficker which is audiobooks for fanfic we got to get a and, better term for that immediately <laughs> yeah podfic <laughs> So, I uh, have made quite a name for myself, you know, in my own mind, uh, on AO3 doing Destiel Podfix, because I just thought it was super cool. And uh, Jeremy decided to ask me one day, why don't you do it as a podcast? And I was like, you know what, I don't know. Why don't I do it as a podcast? And so I kind of asked around and try to decide if that was something that people would be interested in and people seemed very interested in it so uh i had to reach out to the authors and make sure they were cool with transferring the format out of ao3 onto a podcast and almost every one of them were um so here we are so i still put it on ao3 uh just so the people who are still listening there aren't like where the hell did she go and (laughs) It's just kind of literally just another level of accessibility so that because AO3 is not audio friendly. You have to like put like a streaming link and you listen to it through your web browser and you have to remember where you stopped and because it always just goes back to the beginning. So Mm. listening in a pod on a podcast app is so much easier and gotten a lot of positive feedback for it. Right on. Excellent. And it's Destiel only, right? Like, you're, yeah, you're not. I mean, I've done some like crack fix that was like the Cartwright twins and Dean. What? Uh, <laughs> you know, the baseball team. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Got it. And okay. Just so, okay. Disclaimer 
it can get super smutty, very explicit. So there's some. I uh, just I I I do I, I take that as a given sort of when we're when we're talking about these yeah. things. I don't even know if we need the disclaimer, but it's there. <laughs> No, you definitely need the disclaimer because uh, Katie sent me some some uh, like a early cut of her stuff, and like I could only I could only listen to like thirty seconds of it before I was just like, (laughs) this is not this is. I was looking over the shoulder for my mom. My mom has been passed away for the last ten years. Like it's I'm not. (laughs) I was I was. I don't know how people do it with the straight face. I see videos on like uh, TikTok. Oh, yeah. of people like you know what you see from the outside and it's just someone like going about their day but then on the inside they're listening to these horrific descriptions of murders and things for uh mm-hmm. true crime podcast and i'm like that same thing is what that's what exactly what happens with katie's podcast like there's a library in somewhere sorting books and listening to dusty l smut that i find mm-hmm. hilarious and i just don't want to listen to it. i can't imagine <laughs> it's okay to be horny in public just keep it to yourself right right i don't I think it's okay to be horny the first audio book that i listened to that had like smut in it and I remember I was at a grocery store and my face was like beet red listening to this shit. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but was since that, then, my senses was, have just been dulled. Was that planned? Sure, sure, sure. Like, did you go into the grocery store just like listening to no. a Tom Clancy novel, not expecting it to take that swerve with, with Jack Ryan? I didn't know it was going to get that uh. explicit. It was a Sookie Stackhouse novel. You know, the, the True Blood True series, Blood. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the actual books based on True Blood. And uh, yeah, I didn't. I, Never knew it was going to get that explicit, and I was like, "Oh damn!" So I was listening to a Stephen King book audio book once at work, and uh, a certain scene came up. I don't even remember what it was, Pet Cemetery or something. And afterwards, I just felt like I needed to go to HR. I just needed to like, <laughs> just like I get get this off my chest. It just seemed like it was too much for work. Granted, it's Stephen King, so it was just kind of nasty. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah. you know, I must confess. I just need to get this get this away from me so I can feel better about myself. Um, yeah, horrifying. I uh, you you said like you get like more exposure doing it via podcast than the than the website. Like, do you? I know Ao3 is kind of known for, and since we started posting stuff on Ao3, like uh, we get comments and things. But podcast comments are like harder to do. Like, do you yeah. get like a lot of feedback, or are people just like emailing you or whatever? No, I really don't. I don't get much feedback on in any sort of format on the podcast itself. Like people will follow the Twitter, which is a really horrible, like underscorey type of thing. Cause it was all taken. It's mm. like making underscore it underscore up underscore uh, Twitter, by the way. And so people will follow that and I'll post that. But like, as far as feedback and you know, some people add it and be like, you did great. But I always link to, I always say, you know, it's it's on AO3, and I get I do get comments back on the podfic, like, oh, I listened to it on the podcast. This is great. So, yeah, I I'm not getting a huge amount of like feedback, but I do know people are listening. So, I'm Good okay deal. with that. I really don't care about the feedback. I'm fine with it. You're just doing it to do, just doing it for the fun. Honestly, I listen to it myself. Like I listen to myself. <laughs> like for the whole point was is I was listening to found Destiel Podfix. I was like, this is amazing. Like I can get shit done. This is great. And I can listen to a fanfic instead of sitting there and reading. And then I kind of like hit a wall and ran out of them. And I was like, well, fuck. And I thought, well, I, I have a decent reading voice and I've always been fascinated by like Foley work and voice acting and all kinds of stuff. And so I kind of tried it and found to really, really enjoy it. And then there's more podfic for me to listen to while I'm working. So I literally get high on my own supply and listen to my own podfics. <laughs> like a door. I feel like 
if you're looking for something and you can't find it and then that inspires you to go out and create that thing yourself that's usually a pretty good origin story yeah, yeah. absolutely 100 percent. we couldn't find any supernatural podcast so and we didn't I, yeah there were none yeah we there didn't, were none we, out there at we, all we also did not <laughs> so. look for them at all so <laughs> I've only listened to a few Supernatural podcasts. Like, I I don't know. You know, the host, you kind of have to drive with the host. And I kind of would listen and skip around. And I'm like, eh. And then I found you all. And I'm like, all right. I don't know what these nerds are talking about in the outtakes. But I can handle Neither this. do we. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we should just uh, we should, we should just type, fill the outtakes with um, an episode-by-episode episode breakdown of Squid Games. Just really give the people what they Let's want. Let's do it. I've never seen it, but nope. it's got a really silly name. So It's got a really silly name, and it's also just bad. It's not a good show. Don't watch it, everybody. <laughs> no, it sounds whimsical. <laughs> We're going to get canceled again. First Hamilton, now Squid Game, Jeremy? I'm telling you. Every, give me all of your popular stuff on the internet, and I will take it down for you. Uh, I'm, I'm coming I'm for you, Mario. to fight you about Hamilton. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah, yeah. It's a guilty pleasure. It's fine. You can hate it. It bled over to my other podcast, so um, if you want to hear me talk about Hamilton some more, you can go listen to me talk Damn. about the X-Men for 40 minutes, because <laughs> somehow I got brought up there, and I was like, well, not, fuck Hamilton. <laughs> not going to tell you at what point in those 40 minutes you have to listen to the whole fucking oh, whole, thing. Yeah, you have it. to download the whole thing, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how you get your clicks. So we have we have some, uh, I don't know what order these are in, but we have some of, because you've recorded yourself reading some dumbass shit that uh, Chris and I have written that's on AO3. Yep. So um, I got about 20 <laughs> minutes of monster, M-O-T-W is the user, is is Jeremy, you've, it's, Chris, you haven't written any of this, right? This I wrote Jeremy. like one of them. Okay. Chris, 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 Chris doesn't write them, but he is definitely the inspiration for half of them. Okay, so. okay. I wrote so, the one about the bulge. Do you have that one? Yeah, that one's in here. That that is in there. That is probably the most explicit one. Like the thank. That's the one that I want to make Chris really listen explicit. to. So we're we're gonna have to go thank, find that. Thank one. you so much. That's the. Uh, I think it's the first two or three. Okay. Because it's kind of short, right? So I'm thinking this might be the third one. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's about four sentences. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I recorded about 20, 30 minutes worth of MOTW fanfics. They're all really short. Um, my favorite one is the Merlin one. And I just kind of <laughs> skipped around and picked the ones that made me laugh the most and chose those. Wow. Well, let's um, let's see if we can listen to one of these now. Okay. I'm going to guess that this is, I'm going to go for number three. Um, and we'll see which one this one is. Let's see if it will play. Short SPN fic number three. Sam looks up at Bobby, confusion oh, no, in his eyes. One. I'm sorry. What is this? <laughs> it's a birthday cake, you idiot. Make a wish, blow out the candles. And maybe your wish will come true. Ain't you ever seen a birthday cake before? Dad isn't much on birthdays, Sam replies. His young face screws up in concentration, and then he inhales and blows out all the candles in one go. For a moment, he is happy. What'd you wish for, kid? Bobby asks. I just want my blood to be clean again. <laughs> Bobby pauses, staring at the five-year-old sitting on a stack of phone books at his kitchen table. <laughs> Sam, you're a fucked up kid. Eat some cake. <laughs> okay, so... Your, your Bobby voice is so good. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay, because I was... I underestimated how terrifying it would be to listen to my own voice with people listening with me. I was like, oh, oh God. Oh, I forgot about the punchline on that one, too. That, that's great. 
great. <laughs> uh, and like I, you read it, you read it so like earnestly. Yeah. That you just like you. I don't. You don't even see the punchline coming. It makes it way funnier actually hearing it read mm-hmm. than just reading it. Well, see, so I did a whole month. I think August. I did a whole month of crack fic. I don't know if you know what that is. Crack right. fic yeah, yeah, is yeah. like yeah, it, intentionally ridiculous. And I mean, some of it, one of them was called uh, Melon Fucker and the Peanut Butter Bandit. Mm. And it is just as mm. bad as you thought it was. And it's super smutty. And people are like, how, how did you, how did you get that, through that without laughing? And I'm like, I, maybe I'm dead inside, but like, yeah, no, nah, <laughs> it was all right. Now what one did get me because Dean kept talking like a pirate and I, so that means <laughs> I had to talk like a pirate and it, uh-huh. it that okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. But, <laughs> that was bad. All right. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna try to go for uh let's do another short one. How about okay. the little program that I'm using to play this, like I can't zoom in very well. So like I, that's why there were some seconds of silence that I'll probably have to edit out at some point. Not that I'm gonna edit any of this stuff. It'll just go plop oh, right great, in the outtakes. Great. Let's see what this one is. Short SPN fic number eleven. There aren't too many places in the world I can relax, but this is one of them. Dean said, his voice almost wistful. What a beauty. Castiel looked around at the abandoned factory, damp and rusty, machines run down and broken. Dean, this is just a wet pipe factory. You've been in a million of them. Sure, but this one's something special. It was the first wet pipe factory in the U.S. after the industry moved here from Europe in the 30s. Cheap labor, mostly. But also, the demand for wet pipes was mostly from Americans, so it made sense. This was built in 1931 and stayed running till 1982, Why? two <laughs> years after the Great Wet Pipe Crash of 80. The great Dean slapped a rusty pipe, causing water to splash on Castiel's trench coat. This bad boy can fit so many fucking wet pipes in it. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody remembers that internet meme for like you know five years ago now, right? Yeah, of course, of course, Jesus Jeremy. Christ, this is so weird. Um, yeah, that's 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 a real dumb joke. <laughs> this all this, this whole thing only started because uh, at PayPal when I send Chris money, uh, it was like, hey, do you want to send Chris a note? And so I would just write <laughs> something stupid in there, and then I. Because I can't do anything without making it my job. I'm like, oh, okay, well, now I'll just write humongously long supernatural fan fiction in there. <laughs> so they they always have a punchline. I just don't know how you do it. Like, I, I've I've tried, like, you know, writing uh, Road So Fars and stuff where about Sam having sex with werewolves or whatever. I've tried to make them funny in the past, but I can never just, like, come up with a punchline. Every single time you send me one of those, I'm reading it, I'm reading it, I'm reading it, and then every single time the last fucking line gets me. <laughs> Honestly, Jeremy, they're really well written. I was talking to somebody else about them. Maybe it was Nessa, maybe it was Judy. But it was, they were like, but he's like actually really good at it. This is, these are good fix. I'm like, yeah. These really are good fix. Uh, I, don't, I don't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I went through a whole wet fight factory crisis, apparently, in the economic times of 1930. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think, I, I think what happens... You hear my Castiel voice. Yeah, I was hoping for a Castiel <laughs> voice, yeah. Uh, I was hoping that There's was no- going to be a Castiel uh, one when I picked it, so... <clears throat> yeah. There's not a lot of Castiel in yours, because a lot of times he's a fish, so... Not a lot of... 
Could you put in? Like, I don't even remember the fist joke anymore. I know it's a joke, <laughs> but I don't remember why. I, I think does Rowena call him a fish or something? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that canon? Did, or did yeah, we yeah, no, no, up? no. It actually she called him a fish, <laughs> and then we went like way too far with it. And it's so just turbulent. Would, just would not let it go. Yeah, she made like a metaphor, and then he got pissed off and took it literally, and was like, "She called me a fish," and yeah. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, so let's do one more, and then uh, we'll get to the main part of the episode because uh, we're we're running long on our outtakes already. Let's just do the first one. I don't remember what the first one is. Do you? Is the first one good? Uh, I don't know. Okay. The the correct response was (laughs) yes. They're all good. We'll just assume they're all good. I I recorded this like two months ago. I don't remember. Okay, that's fair. Short SBN fic number twenty. Dean approached the Impala carefully. As usual, it was parked in the bunker's garage, six feet away from any of the vehicles on all sides. The black paint gleamed in the fluorescent light, and Dean ran the back of his fingers over it as he walked towards the passenger side. He didn't want to leave fingerprints. He opened the door and sat down behind the wheel. For a second, a rush of memories flooded his brain. Singing with Sam, Cass doing that thing he does to Dean's thigh, hunts, mom, dad. Dean takes a deep breath and exhales. He's not here for memories. He removes the device from his pocket, frowning at it. He couldn't ask Sam, so he had to settle for the dweeb at Best Buy. The squeaky-voiced 15-year-old had no idea what a tape player was. And what did he mean by an aux cable? (laughs) But eventually, they found the right adapters and cables. He made the kid come out to the car and make sure it worked before he left the parking lot. But for obvious reasons, he couldn't leave it all hooked up. Taking a last look around for Sam and Cass, he slipped the cassette into the car, hooked the wires up, and powered up the device. A picture of fog-wrapped trees and the silhouette of a woman appeared on the screen. (laughs) And Dean pressed play. As the first few notes of The One played, he cranked the Impala and pulled out of the parking space. Today was just going to be him, the open road, and Taylor. The end. (laughs) Oh my god. I don't know. (sighs) I remember having to Google search uh, whatever Taylor Swift album had come out um, so I could know what the cover looked like. So that's do- me doing some deep research. <laughs> Thick research. Look at you. It's oh, important like, stuff. Even you saying the whatever Kaz does to his thigh made me want to walk out of the room that I am currently sitting in. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I was living for it. You have such a like good audiobook voice. Or like I listen to a lot of um, like horror stories on YouTube. Um and a lot of those narrators are not good at it. <laughs> but, I, you know, the stories are interesting, so I listen to it. So your voice is, like, so much better than what I'm used to. It's really, it's really refreshing. Thank you. I really, I think this has really kind of sparked a whole desire to, like, be an actual audiobook narrator for me. Hell yeah. I you could, could really absolutely cool. do that. I don't really know how to break into the whole industry. Um, uh, I think you're doing it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can't really submit the smut and be like, but listen to what I've already done. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know how that works, <laughs> but I'd love to find out. You know, I'm finally I'm 39 years old. I'm going to find out what I want to do when I grow up. So right on. Yeah. 
Um, so for my podcast, what I'll do is chop up the rest of them, and and after this, I'll just hit play, so okay. um, they'll be able to hear all the rest of them. Uh, so, so I guess you can kind of tease your audience and say, if you want to hear the rest of them, go over to her podcast. Yeah, yeah what she said. <laughs> go to go to her podcast and all of that that horrible URL that she told us that her Twitter was. Um, right, actually, right, just. Right. Go go look at the show notes because I'll have links to uh, all of Katie's stuff in there. Um, yeah, and, so it's yeah. making it up as we go, a Destiel fanfic anthology podcast, and then um, yeah, link to my Twitter, and then also I have a Gmail that's making it up as we go pod at gmail dot com. Yeah, so if you uh, if you write Destiel fic and uh, can they just like DM you and be like, hey, read my shit. Um, I don't really take requests. I, oh, fuck off. I, Never no, mind. I, I mean, you know what? Take that. <laughs> Get out of here. I, I Random AO3 person. Usually, because there's usually, like, people who have requested it, and I'll read it, like, there might be some tiny little infinitesimal thing that just, it, I can't make that noise. Like, Dean, they're in the middle of it, and mm-hmm. he's like, hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to make that noise. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just kind of disqualifies it for me. So I kind of like seeking out the fix rather than having them submit it because I'm way too nice and I'll just tell them, no, I'll tell them yes. And then I'll do it and I'll mm-hmm. not be happy with it or, or the length, you know, like it's a very specific like length of thick and it's like too long or too short. And yeah. So I, I kind of like picking and choosing and then seeking out the yeah. author and asking their permission. If well, the if, grammar isn't there, I imagine it's hard to read. Just look at me every episode when I read the road so far is that I write. I, I get yeah. all tangled up. I just can't do it. So if the grammar has to be there. Sure. Well, a lot of it's really well written. And I actually highlighted some like um, English as a second language Destiel fic writers on Twitter recently. Because oh, cool. people were getting kind of shit on for their grammar. And, and they were like, I don't speak English. You know, like. <laughs> this, and so usually the grammar's there. Um but it is difficult because if you if it's an obvious error you want this is their story like you you don't want to stray from what they said mm-hmm. but you know they didn't mean to say that like it's a typo and mm-hmm. so you kind of have to play by play but yeah but yeah i mean there is some stuff that i read that i'm like eh, i'm not really into that <laughs> nah, i don't want to read that so, can i um um, cuz like you're, i said if you're... it's for me if you run into an issue where like Dean is groaning in a weird way and you kind of, and you think to yourself like, Hey, I, I would read this, but I don't want to make Dean make, ha- I don't want to make Dean, my Dean voice to make those noises. Can I just volunteer Chris to do it for you? How do I? Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Cause I could just make Chris I'd like, just, it. just make him sound like he's orgasming on command apparently. And <laughs> <laughs> honestly, if you just build like a little sound library, like, Oh yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I'll give you the full range of emotion. And what, uh, what usually kills me is like, my Castiel voice is as low as I can possibly go. Like, this is my Castiel voice. It's down with vocal fry. And then they're like, Cass's voice got deeper. And I'm like, no, it didn't. <laughs> I can't do that. Castiel talks like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just pitch it down, right? Like this, Castiel, just you got to quit smoking, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, Katie, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, thank hey. you for, yeah, thanks for being here. Um, being our, our our song person for our whole season and uh thank you for being such a huge part of the community uh on the monster week discord it means a lot to us yeah thank you i love being a part of the community it's awesome i'm so glad you all created it it's a happiest little corner of the internet so no thank Aww. you all so much for putting up with me and uh let me come on and uh yeah i really hope you like it and i hope that you listen to the rest of them 
when Stur- I post mine. <laughs> I can't. Really I'm gonna have. To I'm do- definitely going to. So. I don't know if I can put myself through it. It's, it's a really weird sensation. So <laughs> I, mean, I didn't write them, so it's I get okay. to enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine uh, if you wrote it, it'd be a bad situation. So. All right, well, cool. well, I'll let you all get to it. I'm going to okay. stop on my recording and hop out of here, and you all have a good episode, even though I already watched it, which I don't normally do. So I can just totally <laughs> hang out for the rest of the episode. You could. No, no, I'm no it's not going to happen. I'm teasing. No. <laughs> right. I got I to gotta talk I gotta talk shit about Becky, and I don't want to get any hate for that. For, for so. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's fine. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Nice talking to you. Bye. Uh oh, we have we have a third I heard person. A noise. Hello. Well, well, well. Hello. Oh. Well, well. I was just about to tell uh, Jeremy a story, and then he tells me we got a guest coming on. Oh. Now I'm mad at him. Yeah. Oh. Now he now he's refusing to tell me the story. It's no, a whole I, thing. Um, it's a whole drama situation. No, I've broken up the hunks. You broken up the hunks. Is it final episode? Hope you're happy. Yep. Sorry. You're gonna have to go. No, no, Jeremy. Really, I was just I was just being quiet because just texted me at the same time. So, um. Chris, I think if we got into a uh, like knockdown drag out fight, that one of us would go back to Steven and be like, "Hey, you want to finish season 15? <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Oh man, that's a worst case scenario. <laughs> that would be, yeah. Anyway, that would be bad. Katie, welcome. Hi. Hi. Hey, welcome. Hi. What's up? Oh, cool. sorry. I, I have uh, I have been on the microphone with you before, but I don't think Chris has. But we. I don't think never, I've been, yeah. I've been on the microphone with remarkably few people. Um. Anyway, hi. It sounds like I'm listening to my favorite podcast. Kind of weird. Oh. oh. This, is why, this is why I sound like in real life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to hear some really, really good fan fiction? Yeah, wait, what are we doing? Me? Yeah. It's exciting. So, yeah, uh, I figured the, all, we're, we haven't actually talked about this because I kind of... Uh, I don't know if y'all y'all know this, but about me that I forget to do a lot of stuff. So um can't believe that. But I forgot to like prepare Chris in any sort of way. Um <laughs> also the file that you sent me to play during this literally just finished downloading as we're talking. So that's that I sent like six days ago. Yep. That's the yeah. one. It's okay. just a really big file. So that's that was the problem there. Oh. Um, your internet's bad again, is that what Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um but I figured we would like you know, we say hi to Katie, talk about her podcast, uh, listen to her talk about um, Sam or, or Cass or something, and then talk, 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 talk about some stuff. And then, and then, yeah, must be John then, right? Yeah, yeah. must be John. Uh, downloads, Katie. All these are in one file. Yeah, there's a big gap between each one of them, so you could just gotcha. like jump. Is jump, there jump. is there a specific one there's that you would not. you? Okay, so I'm just going to make this as big as I can. Oh, Lord. I should have definitely done all of the stuff that I'm doing <laughs> I right now. you did. Oh, I was no. supposed to. And Chris is probably getting more and more aggravated with me by the, by the oh, second. Okay, I'm just using the... Jess, Jess, she can't text when she's at work. Um, so the only time that I hear from her during the day when she's at work is when she's on her break, which is always... She takes her break at the exact moment that I press record. Uh, on the podcast suddenly i'm like chats come on <laughs> i haven't talked to y'all day i want to talk to you but i'm i'm doing something uh so i figure before we actually like you know do the thing i'll respond to her uh can you guys hear me when i'm talking right now yes yeah i can hear you and can you hear roger roger yes, yes. unfortunately okay. yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry chris let me is, is this better <laughs> Is that coming through though? That's that's working. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh 
I don't know why it's only one channel, but that's just something we'll have to deal with at a later date. Oh, that's why it's only one channel. I'll just do that. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger. Jeremy, I got a lot of texts right now about that Cowboy Bebop trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. They're not from Jess, though, so I can ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> What uh, people are saying good things about them or bad things about them? Yeah, everybody's saying, "Oh, it looks sick." Made me want to watch it. Yeah, I think it looks really good. I'm when she said the word when she called those two guys nut bucket. I was like, okay, I well, was a little on edge. Yeah. I was a little on edge, and and we have the the scene with Vicious being like, "I'm coming for you, Spike." Yeah, you never yeah. forget. I'm like, what is he fucking Sephiroth or the Boogeyman? Leave me alone. Dude. I mean, he is that's, he is Sephiroth. <laughs> like, that's he's, not. I mean, he's like a mafia <laughs> boss. The only thing about him is that he has a fucking bird on his shoulder. He's he. I mean, that's Sephiroth and is missing a bird on his shoulder. Let's let's just get verse, let's I just think, be real. But... <laughs> All right, I'm going to play a little bit of Katie's thing so I can get a volume check on it. So if you guys think it's too loud okay. or whatever, just let me know. Oh, it's not too loud. It'll Short SBN fic number 20. Okay. Dean approach. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's a pretty good volume. <clears throat> uh, Is my volume okay? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah you're fine. good. If you weren't, I would have fixed you already because I, okay, I can do that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I have powers, and now I'm done yeah. with all of that stuff that I should have done before the podcast instead of just watching TikTok on my couch. So, uh, what? How? What do we? Are we like introing this? What are we doing, Chris? What do you want to do? Um. be fun to listen to i uh i feel bad i realized in the middle of that that like it it was just you guys complimenting me for writing something and i just felt really mm-hmm. weird about it so i, I it's about, it's all about you yeah yeah i, I and i no, 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 no. Abs- oh, absolutely was dude like i felt like really awkward in the middle of that <laughs> when she was like chris you don't write any of this and i'm like yeah but he he's the reason the jokes exist <laughs> like that's <laughs> it's my guy hey i what, hey whatever i laugh i don't know <laughs> Uh, I guess we should talk about the episode. Let's do it. My story, by the way, wasn't a story. It was I was just going to tell you about the visual novel I was playing. That's why I was like, I'm not getting in that. <laughs> oh, no, no, dude. I was ready. I was ready. Let's get into it right now. Tell me about your visual novel. I'll tell novel. you. Uh, I, hopefully, we can record Thursday. Fingers crossed that work doesn't you know, ruin my life. Um, and then I'll tell you about it. It's a good one. If I was ever going to convince you to play one, which I won't, it would be this one. Everyone tells me there's like a time loop, time traveling one that's really, really good. Uh, and that's the might one that be I sh- this one, actually. That, that's the one I should play, but uh, I've never... This one's called Raging Loop. Oh, no, I haven't played that. I haven't heard We're here. That I'll just tell you. We're here. Okay. So the um, you play as a guy who's like kind of running away from his life. He rides his bike out into like the Japanese countryside, decides he's just going to you know drive around for a while and not think about where he's going. Then he ends up lost in the mountains. Uh, one thing leads to another. He crashes his bike. He ends up in this tiny little... 
uh, Japanese village that has a really strange ritual that's happening uh, where like mists descend. And have you ever heard of the the game Werewolf? Not like a video game, like the actual like, game party game um, where you have or like I think some there's like a killer version of it or I don't know. Basically, the IRL version of this game that people would play is, you know, you get like 10 or so people at a party, sit everybody around. Everybody is assigned different roles. Oh, yeah. This is like Secret uh, but, Hitler or. That. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's Secret yeah. Hitler or whatever. You're supposed to keep your role secret while finding out who the bad guys are. Meanwhile, the bad guys try to kill everybody. Um, the game is kind of centered around that. Um, but each time that the main character dies, he loops back to the beginning and he remembers everything that's happened. Um just like you do, the player. So it's an interesting way to like, handle the fact that visual novels make you play them over and over to get different endings. Mm-hmm. It's like the actual character is trying to get different endings and figure out what the hell's going on. It is fascinating. I've been hooked on it. Interesting. And it, but it, but it, what, what, what system is it on? Is it, is it portable? Uh, I think it's on like everything. I'm on okay. PS4. Okay. I feel it's like kind of ugly though, because it was a. I think it was a phone game originally, like years ago. Oh, well, maybe I'll see if I can find it on the phone. I'm like, I need something to like poke my phone with that's not fucking brain rotting TikTok, which is what I find myself yeah. doing. Because I've been trying so hard to stay off my phone. My like, I've been paying attention to like the average screen time or whatever, Ooh. and I got it down significantly. And then I guess overnight, I left my phone on. Okay. Um, like with the screen open, I didn't notice it. There was no bright light, or my phone just glitched. Because then I woke up the next morning and it was like. I checked it in the afternoon and it said, oh, 14 hours of screen time. I was like, that's not possible. It's 11 a.m. What is going on? <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, barely my phone was open all night. I fucking hate that. Ugh, ugh, that message. Every time it comes, pops up, I'm like, go away. I don't need you. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Supernatural. Supernatural. 